Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Going to have a water baptism tonight. I'm excited about that. Praise the Lord. And, of course, we're going to read tonight from a scripture out of that early on in that fifth chapter, verse number eight. But we're going to read it from the classic amplified version. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. Would you read that out loud with me, everybody together? Ready? But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. I want to talk about this thought tonight. Does God really love me? Does God really love me? Precious Lord, tonight we're thankful for your mercy, your loving kindness that's better than life. What you've done, what you're doing, the direction you're taking us every day, Lord, we're grateful for all that you are doing. And we ask you, Lord, to help us along life's way. In Jesus' mighty name, tonight included, bless your people, God. Help us to leave here better than we came in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Look at somebody. Look at somebody tonight and say, does God really love me? You may be seated. If I were to say to you right now, God does indeed love you very personally, do we honestly believe that? All right, do we honestly believe, though, at times we doubt that? Are there times we would admit, how could God love me? I don't want to talk to no arrogant people tonight. I want to talk to real people tonight, all right? Are there times you look at yourself in the mirror and say, how could God love me? Because God knows my thoughts when I'm down, and God knows my reactions when I'm not in the Spirit, and God knows my intentions when I'm not prayed up. How could God love me in spite of what He knows about me? Anybody ever think those thoughts? I love it, people at Pentecostal churches go, no, I never think that. I know God always loves me. Well, to the rest of us, I want to talk tonight, all right? To people that sometimes look in the mirror and have genuine doubt. Now, I'm not saying always, but occasionally we have genuine doubt about the love of God even for you. Hallelujah. And if you believe tonight that God really loves you, let me ask you another question. Why does God love you? Why does God love me? It's difficult to wrap my mind around, and how to put it in words is even harder. Why does God love me? Is it because I'm lovable? Hardly. Is it because you're deserving? I don't think so. Actually, the opposite is very true. Most of the time, I'm not lovable, and I'm not deserving, and yet somehow something inside of me keeps saying the love of God never changes, never goes away, never frustrates me. 
When I know deep inside that Isaiah 64, 6 said that my righteousness is like a filthy rag to God. How can God love me when my righteousness is like sewage to him? 1 John 4, verse 8, the Bible said that God is love. It does not just say God demonstrates love or God exhibits love or God displays love. It says God is love. His very nature, his very essence, his very responses are born and birthed in the power of what he is, love. Listen to me right now. Even his wrath. You know those same people say God always loves me and they never doubt it. They don't believe in the wrath of God either. Even God's wrath and God's anger is filtered through his love for you and I. Oh, for that I'm grateful. I promise you that. For that, I'm grateful. There's times my anger just doesn't have a filter on it, but God's wrath is always filtered through what God is, and that is love. God's love is a personal thing. Why does God love us? It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with who He is. It has nothing to do with your talent, sister, sorry, and thank God for it. It has nothing to do with your talent, bro, and thank God for it. It has nothing to do with your money. It has everything to do with who he is. God is. So Here's just a few things I just penciled down last week when I was reading Isaiah. And whether they connect the dots for anybody tonight, I don't know, but they, would, they have spoken to me about this subject. When I look at myself sometimes in the spiritual mirror of God's Word and think, I, I know the Word promises me God loves me, but sometimes I don't feel very lovable. This is what spoke to me out of the book of Isaiah. Chapter 44, verse 1, God said, I have chosen you. Chosen you. We all, we all went to school. I'm guessing we did. I think we did. And, and at least on the playgrounds, we'd all play everything from kickball to soccer to ba- you know, baseball, whatever season it was, we'd play. And everybody, you know, choose teams. And sometimes if you were not athletic or whatever, you were the last one picked, all right? It just felt good to be picked, though, regardless, right? Sometimes there was always, there was Johnny over there, like, all right, you get Johnny. Big self-esteem builder for Johnny. God said, I have chosen you. First Peter 2, verse 9 We are a chosen generation. 
That's hard to accept for me right there. I can't imagine God picking me out of the line, singling you out of the crowd, looking into the masses, knowing what I have thought, knowing what you have done, knowing the lies I've told, knowing the evil you have accomplished, knowing the company I've kept in my life, knowing the, the burdens I've, of sin that I've uh, uh, volunteered for in my life. God looking and saying, I choose you. I don't get it. But number one, I got this. Out of Isaiah 44, one, God chose you. Number two, out of Isaiah 51, 16, he said, I have covered you. Put my words in your mouth, and I have covered you. You know what that means in our terminology? God protected you. Not only did God choose you, but God said, don't mess with him. Leave her alone. Keep her out of your plans. When the devil came up to God and said, hey, what about this Job character? God said, there he is, but don't you mess with his life. You know what God was doing? Covering Job. Covering Job. God said, I chose you. I protected you. I covered you. Have you ever felt like in life, you ever had those moments, and, and they don't last long, at least they haven't for me, but those little brief little influences from on high where you felt like, wow, it had not been for God in my life, I would have surely been gone down the wrong street tonight. I would have overdosed or I'd have been in a rehab somewhere. I'd have been in the grave somehow. That deal would have gone back. You ever think those, ever have those moments? Hey, that's because God chose you out of the crowd and God covered you every God chose you. God covered you. The third thing I saw in Isaiah last week out of 38th chapter in the 5th verse, he said, I have heard you. I have heard you. How many times you pray and you think, oh, I didn't feel anything. I may as well have gone and painted a wall somewhere. I may as well have gone and just bounced a basketball around somewhere. I don't think God even heard. Do we have to feel it to know God heard us? Does there have to be a lightning bolt go off in my soul to know God heard me? The Word of God said, I heard you pray. So here... I'm starting to get the point by the first night last week. God chose you, God protected you, and God is listening to you. Ever look at somebody you love and say, will you ever just listen to me for a moment? John 9, 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners. Yeah, that's in your Bible. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So one, he said, I chose you. Two, God said, I've covered you. Three, I heard you. Out of Isaiah 44, 22, in the easy English Bible translation, I've removed the guilt of your sins like the wind blows away a cloud. When you turned against me, I have quickly forgiven you. 
He said, return to me now because I have rescued you. Fourth thing, fourth thing, I, fourth thing I made a note to myself about is God has already forgiven me. Uh, the devil just keeps bringing things up into my mind, you know. What about that? What about this? What about then? What about there? What about this action? What about that thought? God said, when you finally get back into my presence, remember this. You have already been forgiven. 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 The next thing from Isaiah 43, 4, I'm trying to go somewhere quickly tonight. Since thou was precious in my sight, you have been honorable, and I have loved you. I'm going to ask you on the job tomorrow, what is it, you really think God loves you? Explain that one to me. God told the prophet, I have loved you. Again, does God really love me? Does he really love you? Do you feel loved on those certain days? I don't. I'm just telling you right up front. On those types of days, I just feel out of my, I don't know, something just off. So think about this. What does it really mean to you to be chosen, protected, heard, forgiven, and loved. I don't know one human being alive that I can say throughout all of my life they chose me, they protected me, they heard me, they forgave me, and they've loved me. Some of that, surely. I think Isaiah might have been getting the message across by now. Chosen, protected, heard, forgiven, and loved. I don't know why that wouldn't be enough, but if it's not tonight, one more thing I just got out of Isaiah that I'll offer to you out of the 61st chapter, fixed 61st chapter, and that beloved message translation. Verse 7, because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and you'll go on forever. So not only are you actually chosen tonight, protected tonight, heard and forgiven, loved by the Almighty, but God said, I'm also going to bless you. It's not all about, hey, it's not all about heaven. heaven God forgive me for even sounding like it. I, I want to go there. And at any cost, I'll do anything I can to get there. But it's also about this life we live today on this earth. Where God said, I have blessed you, not only blessed you, but I double blessed you. Given you a... And your joy goes on forever. What is he saying to me right there? What the world takes from you, God returns twofold back to you. The world doesn't choose you. The world doesn't protect you. The world don't listen to you. The world doesn't forgive you. And the world surely doesn't love you. So God said, I'm going to double my blessing to you. You've not only been chosen, you've been doubly chosen. 
You've not only been protected, you've been doubly protected. Brother, there's nothing better than... Nothing better than to be blessed, protected, chosen, forgiven, loved, except to be double. No one in this congregation I know eats bologna anymore, but in my generation, bologna was good. I like bologna, fried, cold, any way you like it. Only one way I don't like bologna. If you put one slice on the sandwich. Pile it on there, man. See the teenagers and are like, mm. it's better than spam any day of the week. Doubly blessed. Doubly blessed. Well, I don't feel blessed tonight. You have to try. You actually have to try to be in a place where you don't feel blessed. It's so obvious. If we could look at before and after pictures before you came to the Lord. It's so obvious. If we could see you before you were repented of your sins. If we could see you before you were baptized in Jesus' name. If we could see you before you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is so obvious. You haven't just been blessed. You've been heaped upon by the blessing of God. Oh. That's what it means to be loved by God. It's indescribable, better than you can imagine. Better than the love. You know that scripture in the Old Testament, and I'm sorry that this generation might pervert it, but it, when Jonathan and David's friendship was being compared, it's David said, your friendship's better than the love of a woman to me. Get that darkness out of your mind, people. He was just saying, that's the best friend I've ever had on planet Earth right there. A man that'll risk his life. Well, it doesn't even come close to being chosen, protected, heard, forgiven, and loved doubly by the blessing of God. Where would you be without the Lord tonight? Where would you be without the Lord tonight? I don't ever want to know. Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures evermore. You're chosen, my brother. You've been protected. That's why you're still around. Did you know this tonight? That even when we go out, we choose carnal, sinful, silly Things We make bad decisions, bad choices. God, I don't mean to misrepresent the mercy of God, nor do I want to misrepresent the justice of God. 
But I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that when we're out there doing things that God is not pleased with, he's still protecting you. Not because he condones darkness, but because his love is inexplicably profound, deep. We can't put it in the human vocabulary. He would vacate the throne of heaven and come down to be ridiculed and ostracized by judgmental man. God, we bless your good name tonight. Does God really love me? Oh, thank God he does. Thank God he loves you. Thank God he loves you. Thank God he's protecting you. Thank God he's forgiven you. Oh, I want to bless his good name. Somebody help me tonight. He deserves the praise. He deserves the glory. He deserves to be worshipped and adored. He deserves to be honored and lifted up on high. He deserves to be recognized for deep love, deep mercy, deep compassion, deep forgiveness. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, hallelujah.